There's a ton of content out there, and if you don't know where to start, it can be overwhelming, even paralyzing. So let's fix that. Welcome to Simply Cyber, a community of tens of thousands of aspiring and active cybersecurity professionals focused on networking, knowledge sharing, and professional development. I'm Dr. Gerald Dozier, Chief Content Creator at Simply Cyber, inviting you to get the answers to your cybersecurity problems with hundreds of cybersecurity videos answering your frequently asked questions, interviewing industry experts, and live streaming daily cyber threat briefings hosted by me. Now get the stories and insights you won't find anywhere else. Hit subscribe now and dig into all the fresh content on the channel and in the community. Nothing should stop you from launching and leveling up your cybersecurity career today. All right, everybody. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Let me know if I'm having any audio, any audio issues, because I don't know what's up. But good morning, everybody. Welcome to Monday, December 11th, 2023. This is episode number 512 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I am your host. That's why. Hold on. There's something definitely, there's definitely something funky going on here. Hold on one second. Give me a second. All right. I think I got it sorted out now. Holler at me. You should hear a yeet. And you should hear music. Let me know what's up. All right. Good morning, everybody. Today is December 11, 2023. 15 more days until St. Nick squeezes his booty down your chimney. And we are full swing holiday season, y'all. Welcome to Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, presented by Valvoline. Just kidding. It sounded on brand. Anyways, guys, over the next 45 minutes, me, you, Carrie, Mr. Green Reads, Eric Silverman, my man, Kenyon Izo, Chris Young, Tony Parrish, the mods like Jesse Johnson, BSEC, Valentino, Kimberly McKnight, maybe she is on travel. Cyber Hamburglar bringing the heat and Kuda Chimera also in tow. Toasty Pops Language Express coming in hot after a weekend. Ms. Boyajin potentially with news for the community. I don't know. And Jayfish giving the LF. G, 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 G. We're all going to be shredding the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be giving my expert opinion and analysis on each of those stories on what it means to you as a practitioner. So, Jerry. I'm here. What the heck do I do with this information? I'm going to tell you what to do with it, both tactically, operationally, and strategically in order to drive cyber risk reduction for your business stakeholders. Because at the end of the day, guys, that's what we're doing here. We're looking to help businesses make better decisions on how to invest time, money, energy, resources to drive cyber risk reduction and just absolutely send a huge you know, glitter-infused, firework-sized middle finger to threat actors. Sorry, Kennedy. Also, squad members, please enjoy. I listen to the community. There is a new swear jar emote, a.k.a. Sorry, Kennedy. Uh, so please be, uh, please take advantage of that. As much as I hope we don't use it very often, it seems to find its way into the stream. So we'll see what's up. If you are uh, looking to break into the industry, we got you covered, y'all. 
Believe me, you will be asked in any job interview, how do you stay current on the industry? The Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing is pretty much a slam dunk answer. Also, the networking knows awesome. Look, Sid Patton knows what's up. Alpha Sierra knows what's up. Just say hi. What's up? High fives, everything. The swear jars are out in full effect. Kind of uh, kind of uh, conflicts with the holiday season, but you know. You know how it can be. Thank God we don't have to do this crazy like mob uh, Black Friday um, crushing people to get, you know, 50 cents off a TV. Woo. All right, guys, before we get into it and much to the chagrin of one team replay member who I'm, I'm not sure who it is, but they expressed absolute disdain in the comments about me having to do ad reads. Sorry, I quit my job. So in order to do this, we do have to have sponsors. I want to say shout out and thanks to the stream sponsor. Start with my good friend, Brandon Poole and Panopsi. Panopsi Security, get a partner who understands your cyber program and your business goals. They can come in and at a fraction of the cost for one FTE, they could spend three weeks, six weeks, 10 weeks getting you sorted out with the biggest priorities that your business has for cyber risk reduction and get it, get it going in a hurry. I'm talking about quantified risk assessments, tabletop exercises, strategy, like whatever you need. They're basically a one-stop shop full of intelligence and years and years of experience that you can tap into instantly. So if you're looking to get um, high value at a fraction of the price, Panopsi Security, that's what's up. Basically, it's professional services. Dude, if you want to build out a SecOps capability, Panopsi. You want tabletop exercises that don't suck, Panopsi Security. I am a board advisory member over at Panopsi Security, which has no financial um, entanglements. I just want to be fully uh, disclosed. All right. Also, hey, anti-siphon training, I see you. I see you, anti-siphon training. Guys, anti-siphon training, I am a proud affiliate and member and whatever partner with anti-siphon training. The training arm of Black Hills Information Security, they are here to disrupt the traditional training industry by providing high-quality, cutting-edge education to everyone, regardless of financials. Exactly. We offer students the opportunity Skills, practice, what is taught, engage in the community. You can get taught by Bo Bullock. You can get taught by John Strand. You can get taught by Chris Brennan. Whatever it is, they got you covered. And I want to call your attention to the link in the description, which has a link to the training. Go to pay what you can training. Pay what you can is exactly what it sounds like. You could take this training for $0. They've got some seriously sick, good training coming up at the end of January, early February. If you are trying to pivot into the industry or you are, you know, cash strapped, like dude, whether, even if you're not cash strapped, take advantage of the free stuff first, bro. All right. Anti-siphon training, huge fan. I'm actually super excited. I'm going to be watching Deb Wigley and Jason Blanchard give a talk later today. Um, great, great people from um, Black Hills Information Security. All right, guys. Also, we got... Um, Barricade Cyber, but more about them at the mid-roll. <clears throat> Want everybody to know that each episode of the Daily Cyber Threat Briefing, just like this one, just like this one, Divine Dream Divine, is worth one half of a CPE, half a CPE, 0.5 CPE. But Jerry, what's 0.5 CPE do? I can't even select 0.5 from the dropdown. Hold on. They stack two and a half a week, 10 a month, 30 a quarter. Just say what's up in chat, grab a screenshot, throw it in a file, and once a year, bundle it up, count the number of files, multiply it by 0.5, and that's how many CPEs you got. Literally the easiest, and I would argue 
insanely valuable CPE that you can get instead of watching a one hour webinar, webinar, a one hour webinar on like identity and access management in corporate systems, right? Something that like, you're just like, is this a, what is this? What are we doing here? Um, you know, be here, hang out. Daniel Ovik, what's up? If you don't know what to say, hashtag team live, Nathan Peaster's in the house, Nathan. Listen, hashtag team live. If you're on the replay, hashtag team replay. And my absolute favorite, if it's your first time here, hashtag team, uh, hashtag first timer in chat. If it's your first time here, if episode 512, if you're like, what is this guy doing? And what is that cool logo, Lima Charlie? Listen, hashtag first timer. Welcome to the party, pal. We've got emotes and sound effects for days. Hashtag first timer if it's your first time. Now, we do have to get work done, y'all. I know it's all about good times and grabbing, you know, like, you know, I don't want to say that. Sorry, Kennedy. Even like preemptively, sorry, Kennedy. Um, it's all about good times, but we do have to get work done. So what I want to tell you is let's let the cool sounds of the hot news wash over us in an awesome wave. I will see you at the mid-roll, and we're doing a, something a little special here. Hey, Marilyn Harris. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the party, pal. Matthew Hibbert's in the house. 13 months, got the blue badging. Matthew Necci, 18 months. Damn, Matthew. Hashtag good times. All right. Love the first timers. We see another one. Louisa B. Welcome to the and uh, squad members, longtime members, please, if I miss a, a first timer, drop the uh, the emote. All right. All right. Hey, real quick, we typically are going to kick off the um, the podcast, but we're going to do something a little here. Let's do the intro and then I'm going to uh, pause it and take over for for reasons. OK, here we go. Sit back, relax, grab your coffee. I got a fresh pot right or a fresh cup. Dude, hey, like quick, quick little inside thing. I've had to switch to small cups because I get up at 6 a.m. and start working my tail off. And I've noticed that I pound through my my coffee before I even get remotely close to the podcast. So I've had to switch, literally switch to a, the smallest coffee cup um, in order to manage my coffee intake so I have some for the stream. All right. So get your coffee and let's go. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines. These are the cybersecurity headlines for Monday, December 11th, 2023. All right. These are the headlines for September 11th, 2023. Now, normally the first story would just launch on the podcast, but you know what we're not doing today? That. Do you know why? I, okay, listen, I have a relationship with CISO series. I love CISO series. The problem with the CISO series podcast, once in a while, once in a very blue moon, is that something will happen over the weekend and they've already got the podcast developed and it doesn't, there's a story that doesn't make it. And um, to me, this is important. Uh, all right. All right. I'll, I'll uh, figure out the podcast. Okay. So check it out. Check this out. Okay. Over the weekend, there was reported that Alfie Black Cat website on the dark web was taken down. Now I bring this up because everybody should know this, Alfie Black Cat is a tier one ransomware threat actor. I'm going to use ChatGPT here to give you the uh, the lowdown here. I'm just going to read this. A dark web leak site operated by ransomware group Alfie Black Cat was taken offline December 7th. Threat intel experts confirm it's part of law enforcement action against the group. Regulators! 
Now, Dark Reading couldn't independently verify that law enforcement had taken it down. Excuse me, taken it down. But Black Cat Alfie has hacked or ransomware since November of 2021 over 650 companies. And law enforcement has been criticized for not being more aggressive at them. All right. So law enforcement, like, I don't really think they're going to get too motivated by like, you know, people chastising them. But dude, if law enforcement has taken them down, I want to report that um, as of right now, um, according to Eric Taylor, uh, it is not it, law enforcement says they've confirmed it. But Eric Taylor says he has seen dark websites go down before for hours. Um, and as of today or as of reporting, there is not a seizure website uh when you like landing page typically when law enforcement takes over a dark web operator group they redirect dns to have it go to a splash page saying you have been straight up screwed right law enforcement owns your a and we're getting all the data so if you are coming to this website chances are we're going to know about it and we're coming for you you hear footsteps threat actors that's law enforcement coming up your back all right so Anyways, we will uh, maintain this story. We will check it out. But dudes, if they get Alfie Black Cat, this is a massive win for basically the good guys. These the these uh, threat actors have been operating for years, years, man, uh, with high levels of efficacy and just kind of immunity, frankly. Uh, fun fact, it's believed by many that they are the um, evolution of Dark Side, which was responsible for Colonial Pipeline hack. If you remember the Colonial Pipeline hack, that's what's up. All right. I just needed everybody to know that. Uh, now let's do the regular stories. I'm Steve Prentice. 5G network security vulnerabilities discovered impacting chipset vendors and smartphones. Discovered by researchers at the Singapore University of Technology and Design, the vulnerabilities exist within the firmware of 5G mobile network modems from major chipset vendors such as MediaTek and Qualcomm. This means smartphones, CPE routers, and USB modems may be impacted. Named 5GHOUL, that's the number 5, G-H-O-U-L, this is a group of 14 implementation-level vulnerabilities that threat actors can exploit to block or freeze connections. The vulnerabilities may also impact smartphones from vendors including Samsung, Apple, and Google. Slam. All right, hold on. Oh, my God. Uh, hello? Check, 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 check. Um, all right, so 5G. Oh, my God. What the hell? Sorry, sorry Kennedy. Like I'm, I'm messing around with my audio and now I, I have an earpiece and my own voice is like blasting into my ear, which is really uh, uncomfortable. And since I have to talk for another 45, well, an hour and a half, um, I would like to manage this. Um, okay, uh, so check it out. Um, finally, we're seeing something around the 5G and 5G hacks. Guys, 5G came in, you know, came in hot. Let's just push COVID and, you know, uh, all the QAnon stuff around 5G, threat actors and maybe security researchers, but uh, it looks like threat actors have developed some type of capability to mm, do essentially a denial of service hack on um, 5G. Okay, now looking at the infographic here, which you know, obviously, who doesn't like a good infographic? Um, what is going on? I can't zoom in on this, bro. 
Oh, I'm at 500%. All right. So as you can see here, the attack, I just want to walk you through this. First of all, I love the graphic. Okay. I know that has nothing to do with the, uh, the problem, uh, here and solving it, but I just, I have a soft spot for vulnerability graphics and logos. This one's awesome. Um, all right. So five ghoul, five G hool. Um, it's basically a denial of service uh, attack. Okay. So first of all, let's just qualify this. The threat actors have figured out a way to saturate the 5G link in order to, you know, basically screw you over and have your 5G links go down. Now, 5G can be used for uh, phone calls. It can be used for data transfers, WAN networks, et cetera. We even heard a little bit of how 5G was going to impact uh, aviation communications. If you guys remember, I don't remember the exact details, but like there was a big push that they were pushing 5G off a little bit because air traffic controllers were going to somehow be impacted by 5G deployments. So, you know, 5G, that, that's what's up. Now, this is literally just a denial of service attack. This is no different, in my opinion, than what we see with the uh, FBI stingrays. Um, which is basically like, just think of it as like a fake tower. Okay. And you could see in the infographic, the hacker on the far left uh, plugs into a software defined radio, which is basically just an antenna. All right. Think of like a Wi Fi pineapple or the guy who walks around DEF CON called Cactus Man or whatever, who's got like 75 SDRs sticking out his backpack. You have a rogue base station. And because of that, you can send out junk data. That's it. Like, as cool as this is on the surface, and they said 17 flaws or whatever that are getting compromised. Um, it, interesting, but to me, like this is this is cool, and it's being applied to 5G, which is why it's getting such big news because 5G is like the hot. It's so hot right now. Oh, hold on, hold on. That Hansel's so hot right now. 5G is so hot right now. It continues to be hot. Uh, James McQuiggan coming in hot here. It's Monday. There's an infographic making Gerald Lozier's day. Two weeks to Christmas. Y'all have an awesome week. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Thanks, James McQuiggan. Y'all, James McQuiggan. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. So, anyways, that that's what's going on. And I just want to point out, if you are depending on 5G links and 5G connections exclusively for connecting sites like uh, facilities, WAN links, and stuff like that, Maybe you want to look into this, but you know, if your Android phone is, you know, you're using it for work or whatever, like chances are this isn't going to be a major issue. I could see this being an issue at DEF CON and Black Hat, but it's nothing new. Like, remember, guys, really quickly, okay? Remember this. Like, your phone, right? Your phone, you don't get to pick what uh, cell phone tower you connect to, right? So just, just keep that in mind and think about the attack vector. Your phone has a feature that's a weakness, okay? Your phone, your laptop, your what? it will connect to, or if you're using cellular, it will connect to the strongest signal. And this makes sense. You're doing 90 miles an hour down the highway. And as you're driving away from a tower, your cell phone signal is getting lower and you're coming up on another tower. It gracefully hands off. So you don't have an impact in service and you're always having the biggest, strongest signal. If you could choose your own tower, it would be a hot mess express because really 99% of people want the strongest tower. So why would you introduce a feature that allows end users to change that? You'd end up with Carl. Carl! Like you'd have so many calls to help desk and, and, and you know, at t.com or whatever. People are like, oh, my service doesn't work, right? 
But the trade-off is because of that, threat actors can create a tower, a fake tower that is hugely strong and your phone will automatically connect to it. And this is exactly how stingrays work by the FBI for eavesdropping, adversary in the middle attack and all that. So that's what's happening here. 5G, like they can do denial of service attacks. I would say this about this attack. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upgrade in this attack where you can then do adversarial in the middle attack. Runaway Amish female wants to know what Carl is. Uh, and I, guys, I've been trying. I do want to support inclusion. I want first timers uh, and new people to the community to uh, feel comfortable and accessible and not like, oh my God, like all these inside jokes. So please uh, let people know. But real quick uh, for Runaway Amish. Um, Carl, the sound effect is from, uh, walking dead where the dad yells Carl at Carl. And then Aqua Teen hunger force is a show that I, I watched in college cause I was a knucklehead in college and this is Carl. And essentially he he's a character. He's from New Jersey. You don't need to know anything, but what you do need to know is he represents the general end user avatar so when we're talking about end users right like people who are going to just regularly connect to the strongest cell phone tower those are general end users those are carl okay but carl can fall victim we protect carl that's part of our job in our mission we protect carl specter based vulnerability affects cpus this new side channel attack is described as an end-to-end -end exploit for Spectre based on a new feature in Intel CPUs called Linear Address Masking, LAM, as well as similar processes in AMD and ARM CPUs. According to researchers from the Vreya University in Amsterdam, SLAM, which is S-L-A-M, could be exploited to leak sensitive information from kernel memory. Quoted in The Hacker News, the researchers stated that while linear address masking is presented as a security feature, their study found that it, quote, dramatically increases the Spectre attack surface, resulting in a transient execution attack which exploits speculative execution to extract sensitive data via a cache covert channel, end quote. All right. Well, first of all, did anyone else think this when they heard this story? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is thinking this, but like, you know, I was. Um, slam! Da, 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 da. Now, this is a deep cut. This is a real deep cut. Uh, but anyways, if you if you know, you know. All right, so check it out. Slam, uh, Intel's new feature for linear uh, address masking. Um, this sounds kind of similar to um, ASLR. Oh no, I'm frozen. Oh boy. Oh boy, hold on. Is my audio working? Jesus. Video froze. Uh, it must have been too much slam. Must have been too much slam. Bro. There we go. Hold on. Hold up. Slam. <laughs> da, da, da. The slam was too much for the feed. My apps broke. Hold on one second. Hold on. This is me being Carl. Oh! Bro, come on. All right. I got to tell you what, guys. I know you guys don't see the, the production piece of it, but I, I'm, uh, they're, they're, I've got 
I'm hoping that after uh, my Cyber 101 class is deployed, I can take some time and um, basically do some tuning, do some tune-ups on my uh, my production. Hold on, here we go. Yeah, this is such a slobs issue. Don't don't even get me started. Here we go. Woo! We are back, baby. Welcome to the party, pal. Here we go. Hold on. Uh, there we go. And there we go. And there we go. And welcome to the party, pal. All right, I'm back online, baby. Let's go. Okay. So, anyways, this reminds me of ASLR, which is address. Um, I think address serial layout randomization. Uh, in in uh, Windows. Let me see. Uh, address space, excuse me, address space layout randomization. Anyways, the whole idea is that threat actors, if they know where to go in memory or in code uh, or in memory, really to find uh, function calls and stuff, they'll do it, which means they can you know, control flow of um, execution of programs and take it over. Spectre, if you don't remember, Spectre and... Um, Oh my God, the other one I always forget. It begins with an M meltdown, were basically like um, side channel attacks that took advantage deep in a CPU um, in order to like basically steal secrets. Again, I'm going to spend like five, I'm going to spend 20 seconds talking about this really quickly. Um, Spectre and Meltdown, one of the things that uh, Intel and AMD and ARM processors do in order to be faster is they do speculate, speculative. Um, analysis, right? So chips uh, processors are moving so quickly. And when they're executing um, in memory, they can think, okay, what is probably going to happen next, right? Like a chess engine, what's going to happen next? And there's maybe like two or three things that are maybe going to happen, right? Or it knows that it's going to be using credentials again, because it's constantly accessing a resource, right? So it will speculatively guess what it wants, what you thinks the, the next couple commands or the next needs are going to be of the process. And it will store it in memory right in like the, I think in the L1 cache, which is like as close to the processor as you can get. Wicked fast, wicked, like it, it, it's instant to humans. But there's like RAM and then there's L2 and L1 cache. And then there's like actually code on the processor, right? So with with the speculative stuff, the processes are faster. However, if a threat actor gets in there, they can look in the cache, look in memory, basically, and see what's there and steal it. That's what Spectre and Meltdown was. And like the fix was to stop that speculative um, process from happening. But then the trade-off is your processor slower. And because most people aren't targeted by like the upper crust of like the top, you know, 0.001% of th criminals in the world, most people didn't do much about Spectre and Meltdown. Now, they're saying a new attack similar to that, again, I just explained what Spectre was, a new attack is coming out and it's basically taking advantage of that linear address masking and it's called SLAM and there's a proof of concept to show how it works. Now, a couple things I want to point out to you. Let me, I'm going to look at the CVE score really quickly. Oh, wait, that's the old one, 2020. You could tell this is an old one because of the 2020. CVEs, the first number in a CVE is the year that the CVE was disclosed. So this is a three-year-old phone. So if my if I had to guess, this is uh, like a Spectre old one. Um, where's the actual, is there no new CVE for this thing? 
Uh, okay. Slam, Spectre, CVE. I'm just curious. There should be a 2023 CVE on this one. Um, nope. So it's the old, I guess it's the old CVE that's still vulnerable. All right, here's my thing. I'm going to tell you one last thing on this and then we're going to we're going to move on to the next one. I'm going to look at the CVE score. If I had to guess, I haven't looked at it yet. I don't research or prepare for any of this beforehand. If I had to guess, this is in the 7s. Ah, nailed it. I love I love it. I love it, okay? This is a 75. Okay? It's a 75. So what does that mean? Here's my thing. Dude, this is interesting. It makes news. It's very cool. You know, I'm just I'm just some schlub responsible for InfoSec at a regular organization, mid-size org, manufacturing, transportation, whatever. I'm not I'm not making any changes to my environment based on this, okay? You probably need to be like like you would have to know you to get compromised and have this be a real problem. Threat actors would have to get code running on your machine. It would have to execute at like the firmware level, right, or into the processor, and you'd have to have secrets speculatively stuck in like a million—not a million, but like lots of things have to work just right for this to get exploited in a way that's actually impactful to your organization. So, me personally, I'm not doing anything with that, but those are the reasons why. I've got so many problems like to deal with, right? This isn't escalating to the top, right? It's like, it's like, um, what would be a good example? Um, what would be a good example? Like, I'm not, um, like, like, okay, you know, like, this is a silly example, but like, here's the deal. Like I'm responsible for my car. I do oil changes. I replace the windshield washer fluid. If there is, you know, I vacuum it out. This right here is like replacing the fuel lines in the car. Like, yeah, my car's 12 years old. The fuel lines probably have some buildup and some yuck in it. But like, I'm not replacing my fuel lines. It's fine. I will focus on other things and spend money in other places. All right, let's keep going. CISA adds click bugs to exploited. Chris Young, no, the business would not need to panic over slam attack. In fact, in all honesty, the business is never going to find out about the slam attack. Plus, this slam thing is for like us only. Vulnerabilities catalog. Click, spelt Q L I K, is a data analytics tool used in government and large businesses, but when the two vulnerabilities are exploited together, they may allow threat actors to gain access. And in fact, the company itself stated in an advisory released December 5th that it, quote, has received reports that this vulnerability may be being used by malicious actors. The vulnerabilities added to the CISA KEV catalog are numbered CVE 2023-41266 and 41265, and that carry CVSS ratings of 8.2 and 9.6, respectively. Click also reminded users that their tools, quote, should not be exposed to the public internet, end quote. However, researcher Kevin Beaumont posted on Mastodon that Shodan searches have shown that many U.S.-based organizations did have their instances thusly exposed. All right, here's the deal. We're behind schedule because uh, I did that extra story at the beginning and I'm like having a day over here. CISA, CISA, they publish known exploited vulnerabilities. It basically helps practitioners, GRC vulnerability managers, 
inform on vulnerabilities that they should prioritize. If it's actively being exploited, you need to prioritize it. This click bug is internet facing. It's used by large organizations and governments. If you work at a large organization or a government, you may want to check if you have click. They said you can use Shodan, which is the internet search engine to find things that are on the internet to see if you have click. Go look. Also, shout out to Shodan Monitor, which I say all the time. I don't have an affiliate link or uh, any relationship to them, but I, I use it professionally and I find it super useful. It's basically like having a proactive um, analyst on your team constantly looking at your internet facing um, surface to see if new stuff happens. Cyber attack hits Irish water utility. This particular infrastructure attack hit a very small water utility in Northwestern Ireland that by its own admission did not have the level of cybersecurity protection that the national water utilities would have. However, according to the local news outlet, Western People, the hackers targeted the Eurotronics water pumping system and announced the hack by writing over the user interface. They also said that they targeted the system due to its being manufactured in Israel. Oh, my God. Oh, nice job. You really showed them. You showed that Northern Irish um, company who's boss by defacing their interface because the technology was built in uh, Israel. Like I get the Israel Hamas uh, conflict and, and, you know, all that's going on um, in the news around the meta of that and, and, you know, and perspectives and stuff. But like, to me, it's like, okay, this tool, the tool that got hacked was probably bought and implemented a decade ago. So you're like, you're hacking, like, are, like, does this group like also like stomp on like, cookies that look like dreidels because uh nabisco uh you know like what are you doing like that like you're impacting a community's water supply for like the thinnest um connection to hacktivism this is an exact example of hacktivism for what it's worth website defacements are intentionally designed to be kind of terror-y um and this, this it's a small water utility. They basically probably have like a couple people, shoestring budget. They all band together. It's probably a community thing. You probably drink beers at the local pub, drinking Guinness or whatever with the person who's responsible for this. And they just bump along and no big deal. And because I guarantee you, okay, I'm not even, no tinfoil hat, please. No need for the tinfoil hat. Cause this is, this is a cold stone lock of the week. Put it on your uh, fan duel ticket. Uh, for the parlay, there's no question in my mind that they just did a scan on Shodan, found this, point and clicked their way through it, defaced it, and then gave themselves, you know, a pat on the back. That's all there is. Okay. Now it does make news because Cyber Avengers, which is a Iranian-based group who's not doing anything super sophisticated, by the way, has hacked into several. US-based water utility companies in the last couple of weeks. So it's very like in vogue right now. It's very meta to hack water utility companies. Sorry, Justin Gold. Um, but you know what I mean? Like this is like, whatever. All right, next. And now a word from our sponsor, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Caught in a ransomware crisis? Barricade Cyber Solutions is your lifeline for recovery. Trust the industry's experienced DFIR experts with a track record of saving over 3,000 businesses in the last five years. 
Remember to visit recoverfromransomware.com to connect with Barricade Cyber Solutions' trusted ransomware recovery team. This elite squad moves quickly to restore your business data and services. Visit recoverfromransomware, that's all one word, recoverfromransomware.com today. All right, shout out to Barricade Cyber. Longtime partner of Simply Cyber. Happy to have uh, Eric and his whole team involved, Casually Joseph. If you see them in chat, say hello. They're good people. Thousands of businesses served. Love it, love it, love it. Let's keep going. All right, guys. Shout out to all of you. Thank you all so very much for being here. 467 of you. Love it. All right, guys. Hey, if you're getting value, you 467 gorgeous people, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Do somebody who hasn't found our community yet a favor. Hit the like button. Entertainment value, educational value, any value. Hit the like button. It goes a long way to help other people find the stream. That's it. That's all it is, okay? Shout out to the stream sponsors, Barricade, Cyber, Panopsi Security, and Anti-Siphon Training. So happy to have them in the community. Y'all are the best. Guys, let me tell you about the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Right now, Sid Patton has the baton. Sid, thanks so much for taking on the challenge. Sid Patton's going to tag somebody in chat. Yeah, I don't know how we have 66 likes and 467 people here. Please. I'm asking you, just hit the like button for a second, man. All right, guys, hey, the Simply Cyber Community Challenge. Question for you. If you could spend five minutes a day for two weeks and supercharge a professional network, get access to resources, find out about jobs that are never posted, would you do it? Would you spend five minutes a day on that? I would. All right? Check it out. Simply Cyber Community Challenge. I'm going to tell you right now how to crush this. Go on LinkedIn, search for the hashtag Simply Cyber Community Challenge, find the people posting with it. They are the baton holders. We choose a new one every single day. Sid Patton is going to tag somebody today. Go and find Sid Patton's LinkedIn post. Search for this hashtag. Now, here's the trick. Comment on the post. Connect with the poster like Sid and connect to the people in the comments. You just actively built your network by like say 10, 15 connections. Now, the next person who comes in is going to connect with you because you're in the comments. You are now passively building your professional network with other Simply Cyber community members. In five minutes, two weeks time, you will have hundreds if not more of meaningful, valuable cybersecurity industry connections and your LinkedIn feed is going to start to look unbelievable. Do yourself a service. Believe me, ask people in chat. They will tell you it's legit. This is a completely legit um, appropriation of LinkedIn that we've done. Search for this hashtag, connect, go forward. Sit pat and let us know. All right, yeah, so my audio is going low. It's probably right, whatever. I don't know, if I need to turn my music off, let me know anyways. So check it out really quickly. Every single day of the week, we do something special. Tuesday tidbits, Wednesdays around the world. Friday, James McQuiggan and Grayson's joke of the week. But Mondays is Simply Cyber uh, 
community member feature. There's so many of you doing amazing things. And I like to feature uh, someone every week just to give you a little insight, a little behind the screen. And today is no surprise. I'd like to introduce you all to the community member, Casey Gasca, AKA Base Case. This guy right here is an amazing professional and a really wonderful human. Uh, West Coast has been a mod uh, since the beginning. I think he was the very, very first number one squad member uh, in the Simply Cyber Squad. He is the audio engineer who helps all the audios. Uh, so if I have audio issues, it's because of me. If the audio sounds crispy, it's because of Casey. If you see Casey in chat, say hello. The show, the channel, the community, Part of the reason it is so awesome is because of this individual right here. Thank you, Casey, so much for all you do. All right, guys. Let's keep going. Outlook email users with many folders experience issues when sending. This is a new issue recognized by Microsoft in which users of Outlook for Microsoft 365 who maintain numerous nested folders in their primary mailbox sometimes receive a non-delivery report that includes the error code 0x800-40305. Microsoft says this issue is likely related to an older issue regarding mailboxes with more than 500 shared folders. This limit had been lifted in 2019, but according to Bleeping Computer, Microsoft may have failed to consider cases where users would also have that many folders in their primary mailbox. All right. So every once in a while, um, we run into issues because of kind of, not kind of, we run into issues because of fringe use cases. Um, so here's the deal if you have Outlook users, complaining, calling help desk, call, you know, help desk is calling you again. This is, this is not really a cybersecurity story, but the reason that it's included here and the reason that you should know is because if users are complaining about outlook performance issues, you may be like, Oh my gosh, wait a minute. Is this a, um, am I under attack? Is this a indications of compromise, et cetera? So, but no, it's not. Now, the issue is that an end user that has 500 shared folders, um, potentially nested, I know they mentioned nested, I don't know if it's 500 shared or 500 levels deep, um, which, which would be insane, um, you will have issues. The solution is quite simple. <laughs> Stop, the, 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 this is gonna be uh, unfair to people, but the issue is quite simple. After they film your episode of Hoarders for uh, HGTV, you need to clean up your folders, archive them, rearrange, get 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 sorted out. You know, uh, who's that? Isn't there like a, there's like a, a a woman who became very big recently about like if it doesn't bring you joy, throw it out, right? I forget what her name is, um, but anyways, five hundred folders, like you need an intervention. Okay. Um, so that's the deal there. Uh, I also want to, um, shout out, like I've run into a similar issue to this. It's the only other thing I can think of that's somewhat related to this and you, it may resonate with you. It's very, it's very obvious when it happens though, cause the operating system will complain to you. But if you've ever had like a file name, that's wicked long, sometimes like an auto generated file name will, um, sometimes take like the body of a file or something like that. And it's like way too long. 
Um, and you go to save it and it's like, oh, like Microsoft can't save a file that deep, like, you know, folder, 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 wicked long file name. I've run into that issue, but um, Marie Kondo, thank you, Marie Kondo. Um, get Marie Kondo on line two, stat. All right, TLDR, clean up your folders. Central Virginia transit system hit with possible ransomware. Perhaps another victim of the Thanksgiving holiday, the Greater Richmond Transit Company, GRTC, announced a network disruption that, quote, temporarily impacted certain applications and parts of the GRTC network, end quote. The outage was restored quickly, and GRTC has declined to clarify whether it was a ransomware attack and whether data was stolen. However, the Play Ransomware Group, which is known for targeting municipal infrastructure, including Oakland and Dallas, has already posted GRTC on its leak site, along with a December 13th deadline for payments. I got excited for a second. I looked quickly. I thought it said GRC all over this. Alana and I, high five, um, just getting excited about GRC. But the problem is it's not. It's GRTC. Uh, here's the deal. Transportation company or transportation gets hit. This is a this is a hot mess express because essentially this is a uh local government and transportation uh organization which you know that uh if you read between the lines that means like not really well funded. Um they're having a computer dis a network disruption due to a cyber attack all day every day. If you see this right here in 2023, your first thought should be ransomware. Like instantly like prove it like basically it's ransomware until you show me otherwise um now the this bus right here is still going to be able to drive you can still put gas in it you can go still pick up uh community members and get them to work and get them to shopping and stuff like that um so the impact is kind of not as bad but um their IT environment screwed, which means like, you know, email and business operations and stuff like that. I could see like, if there's an app to track where you are, where's the bus right now that could be impacted. They do say their IT staff quickly discovered and restored the computer network, which means they had backups. Thank God. Well, well done. And they engaged a third party computer specialist to investigate the nature like barricade cyber. All right. All services are running. So, Hey, here's the deal. Um, I like this. Hold on. All right. So play ransomware says that they did it. But you know what? Hat, hat tip to Central Virginia Transit System. It sounds like they got hit successfully by the threat actors and then had backups, had done tabletop exercises so IT and InfoSec could quickly respond. I love it. I love it. I love it. This like this is how it should be done. In fact, I would even argue, okay, I would even argue that this is an opportunity right here to uh, grab this story right here and then grab like literally any other, um, if you work in uh, government or transit, if you work in government, you could grab the, um, uh, oh my God, the, um, the recent Cyber Avengers water utility one, if you want. Uh, in the story, they actually reference a couple other ones. Basically, this is how you do it correctly. And it's very easy to find case study of how to do it wrong. So if you were trying to make a, a, a case to your business on why you should do tabletop exercises, or you're actually going to do a tabletop exercise event, and as you're kicking it off, you talk about the impact of what you guys are about to do. Listen, we're doing a tabletop exercise. 
you got to pay attention. This is real stakes. Get off your phone, Kevin. This is real stakes. This is an example of a business that got screwed because they couldn't respond quickly because they didn't know what the hell they were. Sorry, Kennedy. They didn't know what the heck they were doing. Okay. This is an example of one that is doing tabletop exercises, that is practicing backups and work throughs and making sure that they have documented processes. This is where we want to be. This is where we currently are. This would be the example of like the, the, the org that got totally hosed. Okay. Use this case study to help compel what is the payoff? What is the so what? What is the value? of paying attention in the tabletop exercise. This right here, can I get my arms around this? Hold on, can I do it? Ah, this right here is the reason. This is legit. Giddy up on that. Booking.com suffers booking scam. Another variation on the hotel booking scam system, thieves are targeting the accounts of booking.com. According to researchers at SecureWorks, customers of multiple properties received email or in-app messages purportedly from Booking.com from hotel owners requesting confirmation of payment details for upcoming stays. These victims were then directed to malicious URLs for inputting the information which then was used to withdraw money from their accounts. An earlier version of this hotel scam from September of this year involved an innocent email purportedly from a former guest, free of links or attachments, which was intended to gain a hotel employee's trust. This would then be followed by a second email with attachments such as passport photos and scans of booking details, but which also carried the VIDAR info stealer. Norton. VIDAR info stealer? Luke, I am your malware. Okay, so check it out. Booking.com, booking. Oh man, listen, booking.com customers targeted. It sounds like it's not just customers like me and you trying to book a, um, a hotel for DEF CON. It's the actual hotels that are coordinating through uh, booking.com. Because you got to remember, booking.com has two customer bases. One is the sites and the properties trying to get people to book. And then two is like me, you, and, and um, um, Toasty Pops, right? So they're targeting the businesses, which makes sense because you know what businesses have? Straight cash, homie. That's right, Randy. Straight cash, homie. So um, guys, here is part of the deal. And like when, when there is a data breach and you know data gets out, info gets out, you know, uh, email addresses, names, whatever. And we're like, okay, so the down, like this doesn't really mean anything today to these people, but downstream impact is targeted phishing emails, more effective phishing quote unquote, like quasi spear phishing, which means it's a very specialized targeted email. I'm not saying that there was any uh, correlation to this, but dudes, MGM resorts just got hit. All their data got out. There is a, a load of data on people where they stay, how much money they have, like, you know, how often, like, dude, if you stay all the time at a hotel, chances are you got some cashish, right? So I'm just thinking like there is some opportunity to correlate data sets just like a data broker would, right? I mean, dude, threat actor, here's the deal. Threat actors, they're just a criminal enterprise. They're all about making money too. So if they can use data analytics and next gen, um, you know, uh, de data science in order to better curate a group of targets, they're going to. Here's my deal. Think about it for like, let's just be real for a minute. Just pretend for a second that what they're doing is not illegal. If I'm going to spend my time, energy, and effort 
attacking 100 people, wouldn't I want to target the 100 most affluent? Like the correlation between like smart and wealthy, right? Like that Venn diagram intersection, that's where I want to target my time because I'm going to make the most money. I have the highest likelihood and the highest impact. Straight up GRC applied to criminal operations. So this is this is the impact, okay? Again, if you work in hospitality, at the end of the day, it's literally a phishing email with a link to a Google Drive. You got to educate your end users, make them, make them aware. Um, email security gateways, EDR solutions, et cetera. I also just want to point out, it's tough too, because you got to remember the user community. They work in hospitality. Hospitality literally means helping people. So if you get this email and you work in hospitality and it pretends to be from somebody who lost their passport, someone who needs desperate help, you're probably going to click on it. So you got to be careful, okay? Info stealers are gross. Healthcare says summer cybersecurity breach was a ransomware attack. The healthcare system that serves Kentucky and Southern Indiana has now confirmed that a breach that occurred in May of this year was indeed a ransomware attack. In a press release, the company states that it does not believe the attackers accessed patients' personal information, but that they will send letters to those they think could have been affected. The breach, which affected network storage devices, was accompanied by a fax communication containing threats and demands. Okay. All right. There was a fax? Did someone fax this? <laughs> I don't get it. Hold on. Uh, did they say that? Uh, yeah, right here. Uh, the company's senior vice president and comms officers said that they noticed suspicious activity and was alerted to a fax communication containing threats and demands. Wow. All right. So it sounds like law enforcement is looking for a 70-year-old threat actor. And I'm not being an ageist. I'm just being I'm being playfully humorous that who the who, who is using a fax <laughs> to communicate threats? Like who's looking at the fax machine? Who has I mean, I get fax machines still exist, but it's just funny. Um, I'm gonna add that to the list of like uh strange but true. You don't typically hear about faxes. Like threat actors dropping faxes, typically they drop uh, wallpaper like on the uh, affected operating system. They change the wallpaper or they put a notepad dock on the desktop that says open me or like, you know, but whatever, you know, they get a fax. Hit, hit me on the two-way pager. Hit me on the SkyTel, right? <laughs> Operator, ring me, ring me Dallas 374. Right. Ooh, I got a threat actor. Okay, so check it out. Basic business here. Healthcare company hit with a breach, ransomware. They're gonna have to push it onto uh the um the uh HIPAA OCR. This happened in May of 2023, so this isn't even what I would call news. This is old. Um and guys, it's a standard practice. Like this basically right here is standard practice. Like if you don't do this, if you don't do this, and I know, listen, they have pagers in healthcare. I know. And apparently faxes are heavily used in transportation still. All right. Guess what? I'm, 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 I'm throwing trash. I'm throwing shade on fax machines, but in pagers, but apparently they're, they're all the rage still. Uh, Ask me about jawjacking. I did do I did do a uh, attack on a pager system when I worked in healthcare. That was pretty cool. I liked it. If you guys are interested, I'll tell you how I did it and what happened. 
Uh, This story right here is a standard case study. Standard. Like, it sucks they got hit, but here's the deal. They got hit. They reported they got hit. They offered their uh, impacted uh, customers two years of credit service. They, They released a public announcement saying they got hit. They probably contacted OCR and they're on the um they're on the wall of shame. Okay. Let's let's just look really quickly. Norton Healthcare. Uh I guess let's see. Show advanced options. Uh what can I Norton? Okay, so that didn't work. Hold on a minute. Do do do. There it is. Like, exactly. Norton Healthcare screwed July 2023. I do. I have no idea why this story is in the news. This is not news. Did I miss something? This is not news. This is olds. This, it's, this happened in July. Okay. Whatever. Um, but HHS OCR, I want to point out, they probably don't know how many records were actually impacted, but they know it's greater than 500. So in order to comply with uh, wall of shame. They say 501. I've seen 501, not to get confused with Levi jeans. I've seen 501 before. Um, I think it's a placeholder until they can get more information to figure out uh, what the deal is. All right. A lot of, lot of people loving faxes. Nathan Peaster with the deep cut. The Royal family uses fax machines. Oof. I am getting canceled today. All right, guys. Uh, we are at time. Hey, I want to thank all of you for being here. Guys, we had a great show. If you were here just for the news, thank you all so very much. Threw some shade on faxes. Uh, we covered that Black Cat Alfie story. Um, I want to say shout out to the Simply Cyber Community Challenge and let you know that Zach Fosdeek, Zach Fosdeek currently has the baton. Nice job, Sid Patton. And Zach, if you can... Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm. Zach Fosdeek with the baton. Go on out and connect with Zach and Sid Patton if you want to supercharge your LinkedIn. I can't force you to do it, but I can put the mechanism in place to enable it. All right, guys, if you got to get out of here, get on, get, go on, get. But if you want to stay and hang out for a hot minute, let's do that. Let me just check my schedule. I'm going to a conference today. Um, Let me... um. Yeah, the conference doesn't start for another hour because it's in Austin, Texas, baby. I'm, I'm going remotely. I don't have a teleporter. All right, guys. If you were here just for the uh, news, be well. We'll see you tomorrow to all the first timers. Hope you guys come back. For all the long timers, thanks for being here. You guys are amazing. 467 of you on the reg. 430 dropping off. I'm going to pivot over to uh, Jawjack. And if you guys want to hang out, high fives, all good times. Otherwise, have a great Monday. I'm Jerry. This is Simply Cyber, episode 512. We'll see you in the next one. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Jaw Jacking. I'm your host, Jerry Guy. Hopefully, you guys had a great daily cyber threat brief stream. If you're new here, basically, this is just AMA hanging out, high fives, 
community chat, water cooler stuff, coffee, coffee uh, pot, coffee station, whatever you want to do. Exactly, Evan Barnett. I'm Jerry, your chat. Everybody wins. How's everybody doing? You guys have a great weekend? I, ha I had a good weekend. Uh, I love this time of year. Things slow down. That I mean, I've been wicked busy with the Cyber 101 course, and I'm really close to done. But I, um, I've been making it a priority to like leave my phone across the other side of the room. I played Minecraft with my son. I, um, we watch. We're doing like Christmas movie, family movie night every night, which is super cool. Uh, really quick, if you have kids or if you're just young at heart, I watched uh, the Naughty Nine. I think on Disney Plus or Netflix this weekend. The Naughty Nine. It is really, really good. Like it's basically like Mission Impossible for children. It's pretty cool. So uh, if you're looking for a, a, a new family movie for Christmas or for the holidays, um, I thought it was good. All right. I'm just looking at mod chat. I think they're making fun of me, but I can't tell. All right. How are we doing? I want to know about the paging system with this, a PA or a real old school. All right. Okay. So check it out. Um, let me just share a story with you. Um, oh my God. Let's see if I could pull. Oh my God. Brah. All right. So, uh, So you can buy um, SDR antennas, okay? I'm just going to show you really quickly. I can't find the one I bought, but basically, it's 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 uh, it's it's like it's like this one, okay? I I could go pull it out if you wanted. Mine was USB, but basically, if you if you think about the way that pagers work, talking about pagers. Since you guys are throwing shade at me about pagers, the way pagers work is it just broadcasts in an omnidirectional direction um, the message. And if your pager is tuned, it will pick up the receipt of that message, right? So it is a one-way communication vehicle. When I worked at a hospital, the pagers are super effective because sometimes you need to get to a doctor and you don't need them to communicate back. You just need to say, uh, send them a code, which means like code black or like, we need you. Like someone is like in cardiac arrest, whatever. Like we need you. Okay. Rex, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, we just become best friends. Yep. All right. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, Rex. So here's the deal. When I was at uh, the healthcare organization, I basically got one of these antennas, plugged it in. And there is a, an app if you're interested, um, trying to see what what app it was uh it's like it was like a really popular one i um let's see if i can find it this looks right it definitely had the spectrum anyways long story short you could basically do network eavesdropping because it's omnidirectional and it's unencrypted. And I, what I was able to do is sit there and just tune my radio antenna. And then I could pull in all the data that was getting paged. And I was, I was seeing things like, you know, this patient 
you know, is gone in labor or report here, or even like clinical staff talking, sorry, Kennedy, clinical staff talking crap about each other um, through paging. Cause it wasn't just the number you could send messages uh, like, like text messages through the paging system. So anyways, that was the story with that. Um, if I thought there was enough interest, I could do like a, a, a demo video for the channel. Um, I'm hoping that Simply Cyber gets more demo video time um, once I finish Cyber 101. That's That's been my main primary only focus, but I've got the ChatGPT Gemini video. I've got a ton of videos. Now, um, also, uh, Jenny Housley shares the movie Klaus on Netflix with everybody. I saw that movie also. It's actually kind of like a Santa Claus origin story. It's this right here if you haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, bro. Um, can we get a thumbnail? Yeah. This right here, if you haven't seen this one on Netflix, this is actually really good too. I watched it with the family. So that's really, really cool. All right. Uh, now, it, we had a super chat come in from Rex. Rex wanted to know, are there any good resources for finding cons? Now, I will say, uh, uh, kind of, Rex, uh, you've got to uh, ask people. Um, now, this is going to be, this is going to be ridiculous. Um, kind of, it's kind of funny. Uh, I'm going to show you this right now. You have to ask people, and what you need to know, Rex, is what kind of con do you want to go to? Are you looking for general industry? Are you looking for specific, specific industry like manufacturing, transportation? industrial control are you looking for specific roles like blue team red team grc like there's different conferences that serve different audiences now having said all that um you did super chat did we just become best friends yep so thank you i'll spend a couple more minutes getting deeper into the details uh but i just want to share this with you because this is kind of funny um i'm literally working my a off on Cybersecurity 101 and i just wanted to show you guys like to Rex's question, obviously this, not obviously, but this course is huge. It's a semester long course, but I get it all into the different bits and bytes, right? Weaponizing internet, how to commit scams, denial of service attacks, malware, all the flavors, Defender Tech Ops. But at the very end, and I did this with the GRC course too, at the very end, I actually have a cybersecurity career knowledge because I figure if you're taking this course, you want a career in cybersecurity. So why, why should I... Why should I not give you everything you need? And it's funny because Rex, this lecture, and I did this lecture uh, over the weekend. I literally did this lecture on Saturday. Um, breaks down in great detail everything you want to know, like to literally crush that question. I'll just show you. Like, hold on. One you can see it was like the weekend, I'm like wearing like a hat and stuff. I was kicking it. But uh, I want to show you. Yeah, see, like, here's the different. I go into all these different dimensions. Okay. All right. Now, having said all that, I'll show you one final thing, Rex. If you want, obviously, Black Hat DEF CON is really good. Black Hat and DEF CON cost money. You got to travel there. Uh, if you're looking to do it on a budget, B-Sides is probably the best thing. Wherever Rex is, Google B-Sides and then your local state, your local city, your local nearby metropolis. Um, for example, you got to be flexible too. I Googled B-Sides Boston in the video. There isn't one. There is a B-Sides Cambridge, Mass. 
right? Hey, Ev for a sec. Thanks for the super chat. Did we just become best friends. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. Appreciate that. Um, if you're interested, if you're interested in specific industry ones, I want to tell you that S4 is kind of a sleepy one, but it's in Miami every year. Only a thousand people can go. If you work in energy or industrial control systems, this is this is hands down the number one conference for industrial control systems. Um, who's who goes there? This is what's up. It's in Miami. Um, if you're into um, if you're into Red Team, as far as I know, Red Team Village at DefCon, which is a conference kind of nestled inside of a conference. This is like where you go. Um, Blue Hat is another one from Microsoft. If you're a defender and you work in a if you if you're a defender and you work in a Microsoft shop, uh, this is a good one. Okay. Cyber Creator. This is the conference I'm going to later today as soon as I get off the phone with you guys. Um, literally so I can be better at delivering value to this community. I'm like, this is what I'm doing. I'm literally going to a conference so I can be better at delivering value to the community. All right, Rex, I hope that answers your question um, well enough. All right, what, what else we got, guys? Would love to hear me go off on ShmooCon again. ShmooCon's not for me. ShmooCon, they make it difficult to get into because they have the, uh, uh, the way you have to get the ticket is like a race and I don't, it's unfortunate. And then... ShmooCon may have changed, but in 2011, when I went, it was very much, it was like a party, which is, which is fine. Go party, have fun. But like at 9am getting hammered is not what I'm up to. You know what I mean? Like I'm up at 6am working my tail off. I'm trying to like work and deliver value and, and be, you know, excellent. And, uh, just, you know, it's not for me. All right. Defcon's my dream. Yeah. Rex Defcon's good. Defcon's good. I will tell you this too. If you're interested, okay, if you're interested, and I know this is going to be like kind of a deep cut. Um, when at Black Hat Defcon, I go every year except the pandemic year. I go every year, and um, I'm going to do a meetup. Um, at the end of the week, I go to Black Hat. I get the Defcon badge. I go around the first day and talk to some people and do the things I need to do for Defcon. But I always leave. I always leave Saturday morning. I fly home Saturday morning. So if you catch me um, at the meetup, I will give you my DEF CON badge. Like it's cool. The badges are cool and I like to collect them, but I'd rather somebody in the community go to the conference and get value from the conference than me having another badge hanging on the wall. So just FYI, I know there's only one badge and I can only hook one of you up. But just so you know, I did it last year. I gave my badge to somebody. I'll give my badge to somebody else this year. You know, there's no reason for you not to take advantage of it. All right. Do you have any thoughts on the free training from Allison? Billy DP, I don't know who Allison is that you're referring to, unfortunately. Thoughts on leave the world behind? I don't know what that is either. Um, why is Julia Roberts talking about cybersecurity? That makes no sense. Uh, Nerman Zlot, say Zlot, hold on, what's your full name? Nerman Zlotnovich, Nerman Zlotnovich with the super chat, thank you. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Are there any online platforms for performing pen testing and reporting vulnerabilities like doing practice? Oh yeah, Nerman. 
Nerman, welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. Nerman, there are probably more platforms offering that than anything else. Uh, Space Tacos, I'm going to get to your question in just a second. Um, well, hold on really quick. Space Tacos, Differ and Threat Hunting is absolutely on the blue team. Absolutely 100% blue team, Space Tacos. All right, so Nerman is saying uh, online platform for pen testing. Nerman, here we go. Ready? Pack the box. Here we go. Number one, uh, well, I mean, this is obviously marketing, but like, get this. Here you go. So I'm going to say this. Ready? At Nerman. Hack the box I, I stand by. Uh, oh my gosh. Try hack me. You can do try hack me. This is their advent of calendar, which is a free uh, thing. Haiku. There we go. Haiku is another platform. Um, I want to share this with you as well, Norman. TCM Academy. Now, this is less of a platform that gets you to train. I mean, uh, to practice zero days and stuff. But the training is wicked good. Um, actually, I mean, I, I have a... <laughs> I have a, um, I have an affiliate link for them, but I can't, I'm not going to waste time grabbing it. Just go get it. You guys will enjoy that. Those are, those are my top links right off the rip. Um, so get on that. Obviously, um, Nerman, you can do this too. Infosec Pat, he's a YouTuber, does a lot of offsec stuff. There's a YouTuber. Uh, Ipsec is another great one. If you're, if you're doing hack the box and you want someone like you can, come on, Ipsec, you could follow along with, he does like so many walkthrough video, walkthrough videos of hack the box. In fact, if I was starting today, I might actually, um, do, do some official learning like TCM Academy learning, and then complement it by doing walkthroughs on hack the box using Ipsec as my teacher. That's what I would do. All right. Hopefully those are uh those are valuable answers for you. Oh, burp sweet training, Senfilis. Yeah, hold on, that's another good one. Senfilis brings up burp sweet training. They have one called uh they really should change the name honestly because it doesn't do it um service, but it's called Port, Port Swigger Academy. Free training, it's all on burp sweet. Um Really, if you're going to be a web app pen tester or bug bounty, you absolutely should learn Burp Suite. It, it is a tool that is used by all professional bug bounty and, and people. And um, what what is a Burp what does a Burp Suite license cost? I'm actually kind of curious. Burp Suite subscription model. Let's see what the pricing is. Oh my god, bro. You know what? I just want answers. I, I hate, I hate to say I hate, but like, um, you can get the community edition, but the community edition has problems. Um, I'm just looking right now. Here's the thing. I would do the free version until you run into issues with the free version. Like for example, with the free version, 
like doing like uh, brute force attacks can take forever. So now you're actually exchanging money for time, not for tool efficacy. It's 500 bucks a year, $500 a year for the full professional version. Now you might be like, oh, Jerry, $500 is a lot of money. And I get it. It can be a lot of money. Let me show you this. I spelt it wrong. Nahamsek. Nahamsek is on YouTube, okay? I don't want to be on Twitch. Come on, man. Nahamsek's on YouTube. Here we go. Ready? Easy $500 bounty. So if Burp Suite costs $500 for a year and you can get a $500 bounty in the first couple weeks, you've paid for it. And then everything else on top of that is cream. So if you're going to be serious about it, be serious about it. Okay. Plus, plus in my personal experience, and this has to do with um, myself personally and just my experience from um, the Simply Cyber uh, School, the GRC class. If you put $500 of your own money into it, you're going to take it a, a load more seriously because you are financially got skin in the game. You can make 500 bucks off bug bounties in one year if you if you commit to it, okay? But having said all that, do the free version of Burp Suite. Use the free training at Port Swigger Academy. And then when you run into challenges with the free version, then buy it. Don't just buy the, the professional version because it's... Listen to this. Do not buy the professional version of Burp Suite if you think it's going to make you get better quicker. If you think it's going to make you get bug bounties faster or find CBEs faster, you need to learn, use the tool, understand what's up, and then I would recommend investing when you're about to take it to the next level. All right. Nerman says, I already use Hack... All right, hold on. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Uh, Nerman says he already uses hack the box and uh, taken sock core. That's good. Yeah, absolutely. Totally, totally do it. Um, I'm trying to think of like um, other examples. Um, what was the question uh, to? Uh, yeah, you're welcome, Nerman. I mean, the, the challenge is really around, um, it, it depends what you're trying to do, right? Uh, you can also do this. Um, Nerman, I know that this this may not be 100% aligned with what you want, but I'll share it with everybody too. If you, um, if you go on my, my, my YouTube channel here, the SOC course, uh, SOC, oh wait, hold on an old, uh, old, old thing I did. Uh, so here's the playlist, right? If you do this right here, this is the sock analyst playlist, but this one right here, Nerman shows you step-by-step step how to build this lab in the lab. Even though you're doing sock work, you actually stand up Bishop Fox's sliver, a post exploitation framework that has C2 capabilities. If you're going to be a pen tester, right? Or a red teamer, or you're going to go into the offensive security space, understanding post-exploitation frameworks in C2 is really, really useful. Okay. Uh, Hacker One, I love Hacker One. I, I suck at bug bounties, but I just, I literally, again, 
not that anyone's asking, but like I literally just did another video for my Cyber 101 class this weekend. And in my vulnerability management uh, module, where is it? In my vulnerability management module, I literally have an entire lecture with resources on bug bounties and responsible disclosure. Now I bend it in the perspective of like how you like how bug bounties help um, with vulnerability disclosure and security research and everything. But I also walk through a live example of going on to Hacker One and getting engaged on a an engagement with Marriott, the hotel chain, Marriott.com, and getting paid. Great cash, homie. All right. So again, um, again, this isn't a teaser preview for my Cyber 101 course that's coming out in January. But literally, all these questions people are asking, I'm doing them because I hear you guys. That's the thing. I hear you, and I know what everybody's asking. So I'm putting it into this massive course. All right. Let's keep going. All right. Hold on. Big time super chat came in. Franklin... Let's see where Franklin says, Franklin P. Franklin, first of all, Franklin, thanks for the super chat. Did we just become best friends? Yep. He says, Jerry, thanks for what you do every morning. Just got the offer from the sock after the second interview last Tuesday. Lunch on me. I love this community. I came in like the rain. Yes, sir. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Frank. Oh, sorry, Kenny. Way to go, Frank. Super pumped, super pumped. Frank, everybody, uh, ladies and gentlemen, our newest SOC analyst, Frank P. Yes, sir. Way to go, Frank. Hell yeah. You know what, Kennedy, in this instance, sorry, not sorry. Frank just broke in, and we're straight up celebrating. All right. Chris Young, very important request. Please keep doing great things. Thanks so much, Chris. We just become best friends. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Guys, who's not pumped for Frank? Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore, first timer in chat. Welcome to the party, pal. Sharon, welcome to the party, pal. You're getting a legit, uh, you're getting a legit look at what we're doing here. And I love it. Question, uh, does your SOC analyst lab or AWS web pen test lab require any financial investment to be successful? Nope. Uh, so Chris Young's asking, I have a couple, uh, things on the channel. I have this sock analyst lab on my channel and I have, um, um, where is it? Hold on. Where's the AWS stuff? Uh, I don't know where the AWS stuff is, but I have a bunch of labs on the channel. Here's the deal. All right. For all the labs I have on the channel, if you do it in. Okay. I did miss that. Thank you. It, Chris Young. If you do the labs in AWS, they're free. Um, but you got to be careful. If you leave a, a machine running, if you don't set up billing thresholds and, and alerts and stuff like that, it could cost money, but they have free tiers. It's very easy to not get charged. Okay. Very easy. I myself, um, I mean, actually that doesn't count. I put a threshold on my AWS instance for $20. So if I ever get over, you know, basically they alert you when you get to $18 that you're about to go over. Um, 
but I've had AWS for years and years and years. So I think after a year, they start charging you. Um, I, 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 just so you guys know, I wrote an Alexa skill app years ago. Like when they first launched the Amazon Echo devices, I wrote a skill for cybersecurity news. So I, I get $100 every month from AWS towards um, AWS. So like I never pay, but not everybody's going to have that opportunity. Hey, really quick. I, I'm sorry I missed a super chat and thanks to the mods. Let me actually use the mod love emote. Mod, 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 mod. Thank you, mods. Justin Curtis, I'm new to the cybersecurity industry and relatively new to IT. If I'm wanting to break into cybersecurity but don't know where to begin, recommendations. First of all, Justin. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yes, we did. Thanks so much for the super chat. Yeah, um, so I've got a couple uh, great options for you. All right. First of all, so Justin, I'm going to drop, the Nightbot's going to drop this in chat, okay? Literally, Justin, the question you're asking the question you're asking me, I literally get all the time, all the time. So much, in fact, that I literally wrote this free ebook. Just download it. And can I, um, how do I, hold on. I can't really pull it up right now, but basically it's 10 steps. Do them in order. Ready? First, and I'll just tell you the first couple steps, Justin. One, Get like some basic IT knowledge, like operating systems. Networking is huge, right? Second, and I know this sounds silly, create a LinkedIn profile and start connecting with people in the community. I, guys, I've said this a million times. We probably need, I probably need like a recorded video or a soundbite for this. One of the best things you can do to get a cybersecurity job is to professionally network. I don't care. You could be a freaking... 600 level IQ Mensa person. If nobody knows you're awesome, no one's going to hire you, right? Like I will hire someone that I know can do the job because I know they can do the job. Even if they're not the best person at the job, I don't need the best person at the job. I need someone who can do the job effectively, period. All right. And then the third thing, start sniffing around other areas. Um, Justin Curtis, there's red team, blue team, offensive, uh, defensive, there's GRC, there's architecture, there's engineering, there's identity access management, there's end user awareness training, there's big business, small business, nonprofit, healthcare, industrial control, energy, transportation. It depends, financials, it depends where you are physically located. It depends what job opportunities there are. There's a million different things, Justin, which is why I'm not trying to overwhelm you, okay? I'm just setting the stage that there is a lot and it can be overwhelming, which is why I wrote this book. I wrote this book and I make it free to everybody. Literally, so you can get sorted out and get a game plan together, okay? All right. Jesse Johnson quoting himself in chat. Oh, I see what Jesse's done. Oh, yeah, actually, great point, Jesse. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Justin Curtis, the Simply Cyber Discord server is a great place to start too. Let me just show you that. I'm bringing on chat. Look at this. This is the Simply Cyber Discord server. It's basically a server. Think of it as like a chat room. We do have to retire the Simply CyberCon. Um, we have to we have to hide this or something. Simply CyberCon is dormant until next year. But anyways, um, 
Look at there's people in here sharing resources. Anyone studying for the CYSA plus comp T exams. Um, there's study groups in here, learn to program free education, um, memes. If you're into that, um, the actual channel itself, obviously, um, my course and all the students in there, Chris Young and uh, another individual are meeting regularly to, to share details of cyber GRC study hall stuff. Like Curtis, get into the Discord server. Again, we do this. We, myself, the mods, the greater community, it's way bigger than just me. We do it in order to help people get comfortable, feel included, understand that there is a place for you. Welcome to the party, pal. All right, let's keep going. It's uh, Chris Chris Young uh, with a super chat. It's like Dr. Osher motivating us during jawjacking. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Exactly. It's all about support, inclusion, community, all about it. All right. Now, I've got to go. All right. I do have to go, guys. Hopefully, I... Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed jawjacking really quick 30 minutes. That went wicked fast. Uh, thank you all so very much for all you do. You guys are wonderful people. MJ wants to know how to join the discord. A link should pop up right now. Um, Hold on, Keith Ferguson with a quick update. It's official. I am now my company's IT security analyst. I moved unofficially from CloudNock lead, but wasn't official until this morning. Um, Keith Ferguson. Hell yeah, Keith Ferguson. Ladies and gentlemen, Keith Ferguson, SOC uh, security analyst. Here's another um, another technique that I, I tell people about, and you got to understand it, guys. Listen. You can make your own position sometimes. Moving internally in an organization, that can work. And Keith just demonstrated. Here's the deal. InfoSec people, CISOs, they need help. We need help freaking badly. If someone's going to step up and start doing the work, get in here. We are all about it. Do the work. Establish yourself as that person. And then, oh, all of a sudden, you're the official security analyst. Way to go, Keith. Super pumped for you. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party. All right. Hey, guess what, Carolyn? We're your lodestone. We are your support network. We are here for you. And guess what, Carolyn? I can't wait to play the Miley Silas wrecking ball for you too uh, when you share the good news with the community. All right. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. I got to get out of here. Thanks so much, everybody. Be well to each other. Uh, again, Cyber 101 course coming out. I'm super pumped about that. If you've been doing Advent of Cyber, definitely check out um, BSEC, who is uh, one of the mods and always in chat. DJ BSEC, he's been doing the Advent of Cyber streams online. If you want to go check that out and play along with him and say what's up, he's been doing them live. Also, Dan Reardon, aka Haircut Fish, has been doing Advent of Cyber. Uh, so go check that out as well. Um, be well, everybody. I'm Jerry, your chat. Until next time, stay secure.
everybody. I hope you enjoyed that content. Keep the cybersecurity train going by connecting with the other Simply Cyber community resources. We have the Discord server that's lively and always keeps the conversation going. You can connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And also every single weekday morning on the Simply Cyber channel, we're doing live daily cyber threat briefings, 8 a.m. Eastern time, as well as Thursday at 4.30 p.m. We're doing live stream interviews with industry experts, and we produce videos that we push out every Wednesday morning. I'm Jerry from Simply Cyber. I hope you enjoyed the content, and we'll see you in the next one.